Hello, and welcome to the History of Hour with Ryan and Jamie. I'm Ryan. And I'm Jamie. And first of all, I'm just going to uh, start by saying, if I sound a bit funny today, it's because I'm an incredible comedian. But if I sound a bit weird, it's because I'm really quite ill. <laughs> I'm not doing well, so I'm going to try my best. I didn't want to miss out on a week because I know you love it so much, um, and I do. <laughs> That sounded sarcastic, but I really do love this. Uh, so I'm going to try and soldier on. It's only half an hour, so I'll, yes. I'll, I'll be fine. Um, that's not including all the, the research and editing that goes into it. But, it, you know, the, the recording's only half an hour. Right, anyway, on this day, uh, we're recording this on the 26th of June. And on this day in 1963, my favourite year once again, uh, the US President John F. Kennedy delivered his famous Ich bin ein Berliner speech in West Berlin. Ah. Which is nice. He would die a few weeks later. <laughs> a few months later. And on this day in 1977, my favourite year, Elvis Presley... You're just saying, <laughs> just saying. I, that. I really Actually, don't like it's it. It's the year my mum was born. So oh, that's nice. It's quite okay. a lovely year. Um, Elvis Presley performed in public for the last time. The king had his last... I, I was going to say throne, but that doesn't make sense. No, his last public appearance. Public appearance. <laughs> <laughs> he was called the king. I saw the, you know, he took care of business. That was his, that was his thing. Uh, anyway, also on this day in 1483, uh, a familiar face and name and person. Uh, Richard... <laughs> Plantagenet Richard III uh, started his reign as King of England, who we talked about last week. And if you didn't yes. hear that, go back and listen to it. It was really good. Was I really enjoyed it. Really, I really enjoyed that podcast. That was well. a fun one. That was the oldest one we've done so far. Yeah. Because uh, I because it used to be Anna Cleves, Anna Cleves but yeah. this is obviously pre pre Anna Cleves. Two two royals mm. in front of Anne, or like kings, because Anne was. We'll probably queen. do one on the Battle of Hastings at some point. That's yeah, interesting. That's cool. the Battle of Hastings ancient place, Greece. We have not in Hastings. Yet. Took in a place called Battle, which is just cool. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I guess probably they probably call it the Battle of Hastings. You, you don't really call it the Battle of Battle, do you? you no, know, that's true. I mean, you do. That's awesome. What the Battle of Battle? The Battle of Battle. The Battle to End All Battles. Yeah, but it didn't. It didn't. Very much. Didn't there was a lot, a lot more battles. Yeah. <laughs> not, but not, but you know. Not between William and Henry, though, because Henry died. No, so. Yeah, I mean, it was the battle to end his battles. But anyway, that's, that's off topic. <laughs> we'll get back to that. And on this day in 1979, after almost 20 years of professional fights, Muhammad Ali announced his retirement from boxing. Oh, look at that. Yes, it was his... It was, it was oh, not his final fight. My no. kind of almost final appearance, but just... Yeah. I'm not going to box anymore. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave it there. Um, <laughs> that's, that's quite good. Uh, yeah, I think right. I've done quite well there. Uh, so, right, what are we on about today, Jamie? We are on about Operation Mincemeat. Sounds yummy for a vegetarian. Uh, <laughs> Just wait till you hear what it is. Oh, yeah. It's not very true. yummy. No, I wouldn't want to eat any part of this. I think what it mincemeat. I, I think I, it, it's just a name that they had of a list of names. It was like. Oh, D-Day was Overlord, wasn't it? It Which was. Which is, like, cool. Because it's, like... Yeah. Imagine that didn't work, though. Then you kind of look like a... You've, you've ruined a yeah, cool name. Yeah. So I think this one had a, quite a high failure Operation, rate. Yeah, maybe. So they were so, like, oh, if it, if it doesn't work well, we will just won't mention in the history books Operation <laughs> Mincemeat. But anyway, Operation Mincemeat is really interesting. Really and it interesting. did work. That's the way we're talking about it today. Although we would talk about a failed one, because failures are also interesting. Yeah. So this was during the Second World War. Um, You know, that, that old... That old chestnut. That old walk in the park. Yeah. Oh, what a horrible war. A really yeah. interesting one. Really it? interesting. As with most things in history. Horrible, but interesting. 
Operation Mincemeat was a deception operation by the British uh, against the Axis powers in the Second World War. And it was actually part of a larger operation called Operation Barclay, which in itself was in support of Operation Husky, which was the Allied invasion of Sicily. And there's a whole thing. There's lots of strings to many bows because, you know, war is complicated. <laughs> it's, all, it's all bureaucracy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so uh, this was actually based off the 1939 Trout Memo by Rear Admiral John Godfrey. Uh, which I'll just do a bit of background and then I'll go into the specifics of it because it is really interesting. Really interesting. Uh, so in September 1939, uh, we have, as I said, Rear Admiral uh, John Godfrey released his Trout Memo, which is a paper about deceiving the enemy and he compared that to fly fishing. Although the historian, actually, Ben McIntyre, is one of the uh, main uh, experts on this particular operation. He wrote a book on it, uh, which is more than I've done. Um, uh, in just in general, I've never written a book so, <laughs> so far. Yes, you know, uh, observes that although the what would you write a book about? Um, you. Oh, just how much I hate you. Oh, just like never. Okay. It'll be in talk. It'll be called Never Work with This Man. <laughs> Great. And with a big picture so of your face on the. I go well for my career. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe they'll think it's ironic. It's not. Maybe they'll think it's ironic <laughs> and we go, oh, well, let's hire him because obviously he's great. We can only hope. <laughs> if you want to buy Never Work With This Man, a story of Jamie Jones, uh, <laughs> then it will be on sale near your bins. Um, <laughs> I'll just hang out there and go, do you want to buy a book? Do you want to buy a book? What was the book about? My friend, who I hate. <laughs> it's, it's a description of how not to like him. Um, I've been doing it for years. Anyway. So I haven't read the book, I think is the main thing I'm saying. <laughs> so Ben McIntyre says that uh, although it's got Godfrey's name on it, uh, he reckons that it's quite similar to the writings of Lieutenant Commander Ian Fleming. If that name sounds similar to you, perhaps your last name is Fleming. Or what might be more likely and more widespread is Ian Fleming was the creator of such wonderful things as Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> and more importantly, James Bond. Yeah, James Bond as well. Yes. He did do that. Uh, which is interesting because James Bond's a spy, yeah, obviously, and this is a spying operation of deception and deceit and disguises. All D words. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was not intentional. I'm just very good at alliteration. It comes from the last name May Miller, which is my last name, by the way. Uh, I, I don't think I don't think we've ever mentioned didn't. it. His name is Jones as well. I th- again, I think this is the first time we've ever mentioned uh, it's episode 15. The first time we've ever mentioned our last names. Wow. Now people can find us. Oh great. Dad. Anyway, uh, so we've got this uh, trout memo uh, and it's suggested, it had many suggestions on it or various things of how to lure German U-boats to the surface and throw, blow them up with, with mines and whatever. Uh, but number 28 on the list of schemes uh, was a suggestion with an idea of planting misleading papers on a corpse that would be found by the enemy. And this is what Operation Mincemeat is. It's yes. very much inspired by this. This is what they did. Uh, so you have Operation Mincemeat was where they took a uh, a drunk, homeless uh, man from Wales who was ingested rat poison and died a few days later. Uh, and so he had sort of no family and no connection. No one would yeah. claim his body. No, no one wanted to bury him. Uh, so they put him to, uh, in the most morbid term, put him to good use. Uh, and um, so he was used. He was dressed up like a uh, British officer and had false papers attached to him and he was dumped on the sea near Spain. Yes. In hopes that he would be found by the enemy. Again, there's a lot of risk factors in it, as with every operation. Yeah, of course. This one had so much that would have possibly gone wrong. Uh, so, yes. Uh, so, yeah, this was the um, this was the plan. 
uh, and this was developed further by uh, British intelligence officer Charles Chomley, uh, who had his had his own variation on the Trout Mirror, which was called the uh, Trojan Horse, uh, after of course the uh, Trojan War, you know, the, the the horse in the Trojan War, which yes. is a, another thing that we probably should talk about because it's really interesting. That is very interesting. So uh, Chomley was a flight lieutenant in the Royal Air Force, and he he had been seconded to MI5, and uh, he had a plan, which was a body obtained from uh, a London hospital with the lungs filled with water and documents disposed in the inside pocket, and then dropped by coastal command aircraft. And on being found, the enemy would find them and go, oh my God, these are this, these are what are happening. Uh, and they would be wrong and ha ha ha, we've fooled them. <laughs> Which we did. Um, so that's 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 good, really. Uh, in all, in all, um, for all intents and purposes, that's a positive, it's a positive thing, I'd say. Would you, wouldn't you? Yeah. Jamie? I, I, I think so. If you're wondering why Jamie isn't talking that much, it's because I don't like him. But also because we've agreed upon uh, researching this yes. that we'd that I'd tackle the uh, the forefront of the planning of the mission and he'd take the execution and result of the mission. Yes. Um, because uh, because we can, yeah. yeah. Because because we're in control here. We we're we're, we're running the show. So very much Ryan teaches me about the first part and I'll teach you about the second. Yeah. And then... um, although we do know about both parts, but yeah. let's, we, let's, we, let's we pretend. We pretend we won't. Yeah. You didn't hear that. <laughs> you didn't hear anything. Mm. Um, no, you're hearing this. Please listen. We keep listening. <laughs> uh, so um, there was some worries about about this because uh, the plan was far-fetched, to say the least. Uh, it was very risky. Yeah. And so they they uh, they investigated the possibilities of it, the logistics of it, uh, with a pathologist called Sir Bernard Silsbury, uh, and they wondered what kind of body they would need and what sort of factors they would uh, need to account for in order to fool a Spanish pathologist. Yeah. Uh, the Spanish, as as he said, actually, as as um, uh, Spilsbury said, that the Spanish are Roman Catholics and they don't really do post mortems unless it's absolutely vital yeah. uh, to understand the cause of death. Uh, and so he said that it would be best to make sure that the autopsy isn't misconstrued and the cause of death is very obviously drowning, even if it isn't. Because, of course, he died of a poison, as we know. The, yes, you know, the, yeah. the man who is partially identified. Uh, we're not sure. On public record, uh, it, his name is uh, Glyndor Michael. Uh, he's Welsh, and so the Glyndor is spelt with a... Uh, with a Y and a W and no no vowels, um, but <laughs> well, the Y is acts as the vowel in that. Acts as a vowel, I suppose, but uh, the W acts as an O. Yeah, I don't fully understand the Welsh language, but it is a very lo- lovely language and a very lovely uh, country as well. If you want to go visit Wales, please do. Uh, Snowdon's awesome. It's really tall. It's <laughs> not that really tall. It's quite tall. Mount. It's a good mountain. It's, it's tallest good... in Wales. <laughs> like, <coughs> sorry. I mean, if you had to rate it out of ten. Oh, it's the only mountain I've ever climbed. Mm-hmm. So, oh, the mountains I'm climbing, it's an absolute 10. It's my favourite. <laughs> Your favourite one. Yeah, it's lovely. There's a cafe halfway up. Oh, fun. It's Just nice. in case you get tired. Yeah. Have a snack. Do you know what? It's called, I think it's called the um, the halfway cafe, uh, which is quite nice. Yeah, yeah. But That's I nice. think, I think it would have been better being called the cafe in the clouds. Oh, Because it's be so yeah. high up that it, there's cl- it's surrounded by clouds. That would be lovely. Yeah, I know, right? I should be their marketing team. You Just me. Just you. And that's the only suggestion I have. Is just change <laughs> the name and it will go amazing for you. Um, what an interesting business model, you know. Let's, yeah. let's how, do you, how do you get there in life? You're like, you know what? I'm going to 
climb halfway up Mount Snowden and build and a build a cafe. cafe. <laughs> it's lovely because you stop there for a for a drink and a snack before you carry on. It isn't is well placed. But you're also like, how do they get the materials up there? How do they get stock? Ooh, really tall crowd. It must be really difficult to get really stock up there. Crowd. Yeah. <laughs> the guy arrives. He's like, "This is worst delivery I've ever had." This guy goes with you. Yeah, he has to delivery. As it's halfway up, he has to scale the entire length of the mountain he because comes up he with goes four up boxes, and like, back. Yeah, is that it? No, it's four more. All right, <laughs> back in. Just heaving up these uh, these Snickers bars <laughs> up the up and up Snowden. Uh, sorry, we didn't have any Mars Snickers. Ah, <laughs> oh, can we return those, please? Oh God, yeah. <sighs> Oh. I'm so sorry. I want to see my kids. <laughs> um, so, enough of Wales. Although Wales is lovely, please go. Um, I don't. I'm not Welsh. I don't know. Well, I just, it's, just, it's, just it's just a nice. But Cardiff's also lovely. It's, you've it's got all Wales the nice. you've got all the filming locations for Doctor Who, yeah. which is um, nice. Like Wales. Like Wales. They filmed Wales, Wales in Wales. There's no Wales in Wales. There aren't any Wales in Wales. Well, actually, might... not, not that I know of. No. Maybe there's some. Secret there's some Wales. secret Wales. Those bloody oh. Wales. Whales are known for being sneaky, so that's their, that's their main thing. You know, when you think of a whale, you think slippery. Slippery. <laughs> I do think slippery when I think of whales. <laughs> um, uh, do you know, my sister, when we, we went to Wales, when she was very young. I don't remember this whatsoever because I was even younger than her because she's my older sister. Um, she was very young and she was crying when, they, when, we went, when we went to Wales and we weren't sure why and it's because there were no whales there. <laughs> I, I uh, would cry if I went to Wales. And when I say whales. she was young, she was 18. <laughs> no, I'm joking. This was last um, week. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm only joking. Anyway, there's something about whales and whales. Which, which whales was the first one? I don't know. Homophones. <laughs> the are... slippery whales or the slippery whales? <laughs> what? what? Oh, homophones are fun. Um, anyway, so, Silsbury, the guy, the pathologist about the mincemeat. I'm so sorry, we're very off track. <laughs> the mincemeat thing. So, Silsbury said... About? I don't know. Um, I'm making it up as I go along. This didn't actually happen. <laughs> it's all no, up. it did. It did. Um, so, uh, he said that if a post-mortem examination was made by someone who already thought they died the body died of drowning it would be very likely that they would f- that the liquid they'd find in the lungs uh, as as the lungs started to decompose would be sort of not noticed amongst the seawater because of course they would put it in the water so it would be filled with seawater yeah. um you know they're not going to sew the mouth shut or anything it's like oh, the body died of drowning but he sewed his mouth shut whilst he was doing it what a what a, what a cool guy <laughs> this guy's funky um he smells funky if i don't drink the water i can't drown <laughs> <laughs> i forgot about my nose um, ah, they always forget about the nose <laughs> um anywho so uh, they they obtained the body on the twenty eighth January nineteen forty three, uh, which is the body of, of of Michael, as we said, um, and uh, they kind of you know went to work. They they dressed him up as a as a, as an officer, and the plan was to put fake documents into his pockets and release him into the ocean. A briefcase, I think he had a was it uh, had a briefcase that was like handcuffed to him. He was described actually because of course the identity wasn't released uh, early on because yeah you know, secrets you know public it, records. It I mean be. if they released that. Then it's kind of yeah, yeah, yeah it's kind of ruined their, their their plan a bit. Um, but he was described the identity identity of him was described in a very um British way as a bit of a ne'er do well that the only worthwhile thing he ever did he did after his death, which, you know, I mean I don't much I don't know much about the life of um of Michael but uh, what if he like stopped a cat from being run over that's like quite that, cool. that's quite good yeah. 
You never know. You never know. But, you know, With stop a cat from being run over helped potentially save Europe. millions of lives, Europe, and end the war faster. The cat is looking yeah, good. The cat is looking <laughs> <good>. <laughs> anyway, uh, so they, they gave him a new identity. Uh, they, you know, they, as I said, they dressed him up. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, the most sort of gruesome game of, of, of dress up that I've ever seen. It's like an action man, but he's real and dead. <laughs> um, so uh, he was, yes, he, he was given a, um, uh, a, 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 new, a new identity. Uh, and something that was really interesting. Uh, so, sorry, he was given a new identity as uh, Captain Acting Major William Martin. A nice little um, detail I like. Well, he was an acting major. He wasn't actually the major. He was actually acting. So it gave him even more depth to his character. Yeah. Um, I think they got some... I mean, Ian Fleming helped with this in, in some way. So maybe he helped write the backstory. He's quite a good maybe, writer. Yeah, maybe. Um, so uh, he was he was uh, William Martin, as I said, of the Royal Marines. Decided to uh, combine operations headquarters. Uh, so... Uh, and also, one thing that was quite interesting, I think. a uh, An interesting addition to this because they, they had to make it seem realistic as realistic as it can is they included a photograph of a fictitious girlfriend called Pam Aww. in his pocket that's quite nice I think uh, so yes they, they developed this entire new uh, persona for, yeah. this, for this man and filled him you know gave him uh, these false documents uh, and set him set him on on his way as it were yes. so how did the operation go well, well, we know it was successful, so yes. uh, you don't have to talk then, let's move on. Yes. No, I'm joking. How did it go? <laughs> In the um, early hours of the 17th of April, 1943, oh. it, uh, Michael was dressed as Martin, um, although actually there was last minute, you know, a bit of a hitch in the plan. His feet were frozen. Ah. <laughs> and they so he, he got cold feet? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> so, um, Montague and Tromley. Come on, it's your big moment. You're going <laughs> to fall Germany. I can't do it. I can't do it. Why are you talking? You were dead. <laughs> this is really concerning. I have more water in his lungs. <laughs> oh, I'm Stop, sorry. please. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, he, his feet were frozen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Montague and Chomley, who were the two officers kind of working on the thing, yep. were actually the ones dressing him, which I can find quite funny. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> they uh, used an electric fire. Yeah. Um, they found an electric fire and they, they defrosted his... They found it. it. Oh, there's a wild electric yeah, they fire. Had, they had to, they, generally, they had to locate an electric fire and then they had to, so they could defrost the feet enough to put the boots on properly. Fair enough. Um, so the, the pocket litter was placed, the briefcase attached... And um, the body was placed in a canister. And then that was filled with 21 pounds of dry ice and sealed up. Oh. Because when the dry ice... Uh, Do you some... like my, um, my role-playing of... Oh, that's interesting. As I if find I hadn't... This... As if I didn't know this. Yeah. yeah. Oh. You're ruining... You're ruining... I'm sorry. You're ruining it. I'm so... sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when the dry ice um, sublimated, it actually filled the canister with carbon dioxide and that pushed out all the oxygen. Right. And it was kind of a way of um, preserving the body... Because there's no oxygen, uh, yeah. which uh, the bacteria then can't yeah. consume, um, uh, and preserving it, which is quite fun. Because yeah, it didn't, no, doesn't decompose they, without oxygen. Yeah, they, yeah, so they didn't have to refrigerate it, and probably because they didn't want to freeze. Similar to how I believe bodies don't decompose in, decompose in space, do they? Because there's no oxygen. Yeah, so they just yeah, sort no, of very, stay there. Well, there's nothing. Yeah, there's a vacuum. There's, it's kind of the characteristic of space. Kind of yes, the point. <laughs> what is the point, Jamie? I. I don't know. To fall Germany, let's to go. Fall Germany, <laughs> not right now. No. Obviously, Germany's great yeah, they're now. Great. They're fine. This was in 1943 when they were a little bit awful. 
Um, so, um, not all of it, just certain people <laughs> and regimes. <clears throat> so Tromley and Montague travelled in the back of the van with the body. I mean, they really like this guy. They like, just, they this is like Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> <laughs> and they travelled to West Another Scot- That's another really old reference. I'm back again. <laughs> Uh, even even in illness, I can still pull out those references dated references. <laughs> so, Tromley and Montague, they travelled in the back of van and they drove him up to Scotland, where he was put aboard the submarine HMS Sheriff. Uh, Sheriff? Sheriff. That's the word, not Sheriff. Um, yes, so they put him, put him on a submarine and they made their way into the ocean. Well, That's what you do with the submarine. Uh, yeah. Surely it was already there. If it was on the land, I'd be like, heave! Come on! <laughs> <laughs> Just like, they get in the submarine. Okay, let's go. Yeah. Um, Charles... <laughs> I, there's a, I, there's one flaw in the plan, so if I just just watch just one little thing. What we're uh, we're in a car park uh, in a submarine. <laughs> the ocean's three miles that way. How did this get here? <laughs> this is the wrong submarine. It's a very tall crane. Carried it. The same be... one they use for Snowden. Yeah, this would be really useful in Wales. <laughs> we need to build a cafe in there. Oh. I'm sick of driving land submarines. I'm gonna go build a. The enemy can see us. Yes, we're on concrete. Ah. Anyway. <laughs> so, um the HMS Seraph um um sailed. Set sailed. I guess you do say sailed for him. I mean, there's no swam. I think swam, swam is the right one. <laughs> it swam all the way uh, to the coast of Huelva. Right. Which I'm sure I'm pronouncing wrong. Probably. Um, on the 29th of April. And they actually got bombed twice en route. Oh, so, well. Fun times. You know. That's just war things, isn't it? Uh, it's what it is, isn't it? Got to carry on. They, they spent the entire day um, kind of going across the coastline and like trying to figure out where they're going to drop it. And at 4.15am on the 30th of April. Annoyingly early. Um, yeah, so that's 13 days after this man was dressed. So, you know, probably a bit smelly by now. Oh, well, that he, and the decomposing body. De- well, he's not decomposing, though, is no, he? No, he's not decomposing. Science. Ah, uh-huh, yes. Um, uh, the Seraph shirt, uh, surfaced, surfaced? Oh, God, I keep going, sh- I want to say Sheriff now. The Seraph. <laughs> just, just say surfa- Sheriff, go. The Sheriff surfaced. There we go. It's Sheriff, it's Seraph. <laughs> the Seraph surfaced, and um, yeah, they just lowered his body into the water. Nice one. And they actually, um, the commander of the vessel, a man named Jewel, um, Read the the Psalm thirty nine. One absolute diamond. Yes. Do you get it? Because his name's Jewel. Um, and then and, he, and then he ordered the engines to no fall. reaction. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just ignored them now. <laughs> and then after he Probably said that, the best. after he said that, he ordered the engines to fall astern uh, astern to wash um, the corpse towards shore. Right. So well, like, that would be useful. Like, rest in peace. All right now. Go. Go, away. <laughs> go. 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 Shoot. Um, um, right, so he's now in the water. He's, he's now, now in the water on his final leg of his journey, and he's probably still got two legs though. Yes. So, <laughs> thanks, thanks for humouring me. I told you I just ignored Thanks now. for humouring me. So, um, it was actually the body was found only about five hours later, about nine thirty. Um, a reasonable by, time <laughs> by local fishermen. Oh. Um, so that's quite. You know, it's an interesting name for a man. Save Europe. Hello, I'm Spanish and my name is Local Fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? I'm a butcher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Nasty <laughs> name. I was like, save all of Europe, but also just traumatise a fisherman. <laughs> I guess it's probably common for him. Not another one. <laughs> Bloody hell. Bloody I don't hell know why he's from the north. <laughs> he's in Spanish. Spanish. Northern 
local fisherman who's a butcher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, <laughs> so it was it was actually handled around by the Spaniards a lot. Um, they kind of they just hot potato with a corpse. <laughs> they did. They just put in place to place. They were like, "What do we do?" Because they obviously they were neutral um, during World War Two. Very, very fascist. Someone obviously suggested throw it back in the ocean, <laughs> and it just keeps washing back up. <laughs> ah, it's back again. <laughs> it's haunting it. Have a Moana moment. <laughs> Sails. I've been standing like. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, sorry. They can't they, get past the breakers. They travel, travel place to place with yes. this, with this um, corpse. Um, and actually, for a while, they didn't hand it over to the... Well, actually, they never never handed the corpse over. Right. Um, but for a while, they didn't hand the documents over to the um, the Germans. Mm. Um, and there were some photos taken, because there was very... There was lots of German sympathisers, because yeah. it was a fascist Spain at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we um, know so from our various photos Franco, taken. Listen to that one. Yes. It's very good. Various photos taken, um, but actually the uh, actual letters stayed sealed for a while. Right. Um, the body got sent back as well as all things, but they actually, they did find out that they did actually open the letters, but they, um, you know, they, they tried to keep it hidden. Right. And they actually, um, the British sent back a encrypted message to the, sp- the Spanish that was very easy to decrypt. Uh, yeah, decode, yeah, yeah. Um, decrypt, uh, is that when you open a grave? No, it's when you um when you figure out what a secret message. I but you get why I mean because of crypts. But do I don't open the what? Just... Ever seen Tales from the Crypt? It had a scary skeleton that would, that like laughed and it was evil and used to tell scary stories. He's like, why did you decrypt me? <laughs> What's the is... scary stories? You know in Enigma. Do you know what? That's also another. That'd um, be funny if they well, have to decipher the messages yourself, and then after you've done it, you've decrypted him. <laughs> do you know what? That's also quite another quite outdated reference as well. Is it? Tales wow! From the Look at you. <laughs> uh, Such an old man. I know. <laughs> yeah. So they sent a message back saying, "Thank you for returning it, and I'm thank you. You didn't open the letters, even though it was very obvious they opened the letters." Yeah. Um. So that was sent over to the to the the Germans by Spanish sympathizers. Right. Um but never I never officially I think though I don't think um it was ever officially handed um over to them. Right. Um nothing official. Nothing official. Well it's actually it's kind of we don't really know how much Operation Mince helped. It is seen as a um successful operation. I think that's um, that's quite true of a lot of uh, military operations. I guess, yeah. Because, you, you, never... know, you know, they reckon, for example, let's take the uh, example of um, uh, the breaking of the Enigma Code. They reckon that shortened the, year by, the war by at least two years. But yeah. they can't prove that because it didn't... Because they you know, didn't not... The war didn't break. go on for another two years and they did... They, you know, so, exactly. Yeah, we won't know the full extent, but, you know, it was definitely, I think, definitely useful. Yes. Um... Um, so well, yeah. Um, well, in in the end, it kind of the invasion of Sicily. It took less time than they yeah. expected to do, and there was actually less deaths than they expected. So, which is good. You could push that. To, obviously, that could. I'm just be, I'm pro less death. That's, that's pro le- I'm saying. I'm, yeah. Obviously, <laughs> you could push that to just bad statistics, but also it could be that Vince Me actually did play a, yeah. a, a quite a significant part if it took less time and there were less deaths. So actually, um, uh, Mussolini said that the most likely point of invasion is probably Sicily. Right. And the Fuhrer actually disagreed with him. Hitler, he said, um, well, there was... Yeah, well, I, yeah, I was confused. I didn't know what other Fuhrer you were on about. <laughs> the Fuhrer. Yeah, kind of. Uh, so I don't actually... know if anyone wants to be called that anymore because of uh, his reputation. Yes. Um... <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. 
Just, just keep talking. I, just, I blanked them out now. I'm trying yeah. to focus, you know. Just keep talking. <laughs> so there was a recorded document that basically said the Führer does not agree with Mussolini that the most likely point of division is Sicily. Um, well, so was just... Hitler was wrong? Hitler was wrong. Wow. He's a, I mean, that's not something to be surprised at. I don't think that's ever happened <laughs> in the world that Hitler has been wrong about something. No, it never happened. His opinions and views were not that of a positive nature. That's weird. Once again, uh, just to make absolutely clear, we on this podcast, as far as I'm aware, Jamie, uh, we are anti-Hitler. I'm on the fence. <laughs> no. No, you're on a chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so that bad because was... no one else can see the chair. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I hope I, they I... did think we were recording this set on a fence. Because <laughs> um, that would be painful. That would be painful. And there'd be wind. and you know. <laughs> That'd ruin the quality. Yeah, it would. This very high quality. High quality. Hey, this is a partially not very expensive mic. Okay, <laughs> calm down. Watch yourself. <laughs> so Hitler informed Mussolini that Greece, Sardinia and Corsica must be defended at all cost and that German troops um, will be best placed um, in these positions to do that job. Right. Um, so, yeah, Hitler was wrong. Well, and if you learn any, if you learn anything from this, it's that Hitler was wrong. So, Operation Mincemeat, a man... Was dressed up as an officer, dropped in the water, found in by Spain, and uh, helped in some way to end the war earlier, and to help yeah. the invasion of Sicily and Allied invasion of Sicily. Operation Husky, um, of which I do love. Just a little thing. Um, well, while, while, it's, while... it's called Husky, and Husky's great. Is that no joking? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you love it then? Uh, just no, just a little thing about um, Operation yeah. Husky is that while Sicily was being invaded, Hitler was still convinced that an imminent attack of the Balkans um, was going to happen. He's just uh, looking he at the Balkans like, it's still going to happen! It's going to happen! It's going to happen! <laughs> but we need help in Sicily. <laughs> it's going to happen! Wait for it. And then he like, sees like a <laughs> he sees like a crab walk onto the... Oh, oh, there! There's the invasion! <laughs> it's a British spy! <laughs> spy yeah. crab! And they like, hold, hold it in a tank and like, who do you work for? <laughs> is it the Americans? <laughs> Uh. No, it's the Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll tell you anything. Mexican spy crab that can speak English. <laughs> Even though I'm German, I don't know why you're speaking English. But okay. <laughs> well, that was Operation Mincemeat. The, not the was. crab bit. That was that was a joke. But the the man in the ocean. That was that was Operation Mincemeat. Uh, well, that was, I think that was rather interesting. I hope if, if you know, I hope you enjoyed it. I did. Not the operation. I enjoyed learning about it. Yes. I wasn't. I wasn't part of it. Unfortunately, they didn't ask me. Um, mainly because I wasn't to be born for another um, sixty years. Yeah. But you know, we all have our flaws. <laughs> don't we? Um, anyway, that's enough of that. I suppose. Uh, let's end with this. I have a hawk named Tony. He's not as good at skateboarding as I hoped. Mentioned for the second time in this podcast. Uh, boxer Muhammad Ali released an album. It was a collection of his greatest hits. <laughs> Just. Because <laughs> he's a boxer and he would yeah, punch people. Good. You're very uh, ill, aren't you? I'm really ill. <laughs> I'm gonna go sleep now. Good but thank you so much for listening, and uh, please come back next time, and we'll talk about it something else. It will be hopefully less ill. I I would hope so. <laughs> I I need a week to recover, but I think I'll be all right by then. Yes. Um. Have, um we'll have a lovely rest. Thank you. Have a lovely Sunday. It's... You uh, guys have a lovely Sunday as yeah, well. You, I don't yeah, you too. That, but... Yeah. Yeah, now that Monday. we've ruined your Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're fine. Um, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye.